Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to the 8311 cast featuring your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter, where we bring you all things sports to your beautiful ears. On this week's episode, episode 27 of the 8311 cast, we're going to be going over basketball, both college basketball and the NBA. Formula One, bringing you your weekly turtle tab, the MLB, and our signature segments, Mike's Stupid Rules, and Write That Down Predictions. So, I heard Tiger Woods did something good, which I was... Mean, well, yes, like, Ti- Tiger Woods did win the Masters, which is the first time in a long time that he's done that. And I mean, and that's kind of cool, but I'd just like to point out that you listed the things we were going to talk about, Yeah. and golf was not included on that list. It wasn't, list. because it's not its and own then, segment. And then you start talking we're, about golf right away. We're still in the intro, so this doesn't count as its well, own why, segment. Why I are just we wanted, still in the intro? Because this is I just like wanted intro to bring it up. Dash one. We can he's, have a longer he's intro. modifying it since he messed up. So yeah, back to Tiger Woods. I didn't he mess did anything win, up. And you he didn't won golf. That's he won. No, he won his 15th major. Uh, so hats off to him. He actually did. He actually had a very good comeback <laughs> uh, in this Masters and uh, played like his old self. So congrats to you, Tiger. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's out of the way. We will now move out of the intro into basketball. Yeah. Because that was still part of the intro. It doesn't count as its own segment. Whatever, Therefore, whatever you it can't say, be Wyatt. mentioned as a segment in the beginning intro. You're lucky your production skills are so important, otherwise we'd cut you. That's fair. I would also cut me. I don't know why you guys let me have a mic. Because you're in charge, so that's why. <laughs> you gave yourself a mic. <laughs> but yeah, um, so... Remember two weeks ago when I told you that uh, we probably wouldn't have much more Cyclone uh, sports to talk about for this year, and then we talked a lot about Cyclone's men's basketball last week? Well, now we're going to talk about Cyclone's women's basketball for a little bit this week, and I'm going to continue to lie to you. And what we're going to talk about is the fact that the WNBA draft happened um, this last week, and uh, Bridget Carlton was drafted number 21 overall by the Connecticut Sun, so that's a second that's second round in the WNBA for those of you who aren't familiar with second the Second round pick 9. Yes, there aren't a ton of teams in the WNBA. So 21 is in the second round. Fitting that number 21 got drafted number 21st uh, got drafted 21st overall. I thought that was pretty fitting. But yes, yeah, so Bridget Carlton will head out to Connecticut to start her WNBA career with when training camps opened. We will keep you informed on whether or not she is able to make that roster and uh, how she performs in the WNBA season as it happened. But for now, she was drafted number 21st overall. It is a great honor for her to be drafted, and I wish her nothing but the best in her WNBA career. I hope she uh, has a great career there. I think one of the things that it's interesting to uh, keep track of is if she can actually defend uh, in the NBA. That was one of the things that a lot of people... She, She can't defend in the NBA. Or in the WNBA. Sorry for all of our listeners and this guy over here with technicalities. Uh, If she can actually defend in the WNBA, that was what a lot of analysts and mock draft reporters were saying was one of her weak points coming out. And another big thing is what position will she actually play? Will she play the three on the wing? Or will she be able to be big enough and physical enough to play the four spot in the WNBA, we'll have to stay tuned and keep an eye on that and see if she can actually make a roster and then if she will have a successful career in the WNBA. I think I think she will have a successful career, but who knows? Uh, the WNBA is a completely different animal than uh, college basketball, so we'll have to see. The other big thing that happened in the world of college basketball is obviously the uh, national championship game, which happened on Monday, but it feels like it's been an eternity ago. It was a long week for me. I don't know about anybody else, but Monday feels like a long time ago. But um, Virginia won. The game went into overtime. The final score was uh, 85-77. to Virginia knocked off Texas Tech. That was after uh, there was... uh, it was an up-and-down game, especially in the second half. There were a lot of buckets in the last couple of minutes. game kept going back and forth before it eventually went into overtime, but Virginia was just too much 
for Texas Tech in overtime, and they were able to get the win, come back for redemption after being the first ever one seed to lose to a 16 seed last year. Um, very good for Virginia. Congratulations to them. Unfortunately for the Big 12, they did not get to take home uh, a national championship, and we did not get to see Lubbock burn on Monday night like some of us uh, hoped it might have just because, I mean, that would have been fun to watch and see how destroyed the town was the next morning. They were still trying to recover from the fire and riots from Saturday night. Yeah. That's embarrassing. I'm sure all of city officials were happy that they didn't win to not have to try and take care of the city of Lubbock after that. Yeah, that would have been been tough for them, but they didn't have to. And, uh, yeah, Virginia won. But now, since college basketball is over, we will turn our attention to the NBA, which I know we haven't talked about a ton on this podcast, but it is NBA playoffs time. The NBA regular season finished up early this week, and the playoffs have started here this weekend. So, uh, Kyle, you want to give us a rundown of what the seedings are in the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs? Yeah, so just real quick before we touch on that, we have... Uh, A couple of uh, former Cyclone men's basketball players in the NBA who are all playing in the playoffs right now. Five of them. Five of them. Wyatt, can you name them off for us? Um, Niang. Good. George Niang for the Utah Jazz. Monte. Monte for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Deontay's in Japan right now, isn't he? Nope. Is he in G League? Nope. Nope. He's not in the NBA, is he? Deontay is on the roster for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Really? I thought he was still in Japan. So he is also in the playoffs. Oh, man. I'm behind on the times. Naz? Naz for the Utah Jazz. I know there's Naz, and then there's... Oh, boy. Darth? Maul? (laughs) I mean, yes, but no. Nader. It's Nader. Nader. (laughs) Yes. Abdul Nader also plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So... Uh, we'll run down the East. So the East first, uh, the one seed is Milwaukee. They're playing the eight seed Detroit Pistons. That game is currently being uh, played as this podcast is hey, being hey, recorded. Hey, Kyle, you should look down at the uh, updated note that says Milwaukee already won. Oh, Milwaukee already won. So that game is over. Uh, Giannis and the Bucks Way to use your win. eyes. Okay, you should have bolded that, dummy. Well, I updated right, the it and two told seed, you that you The two seed is the Toronto Raptors, who played the Orlando Magic. The Philadelphia 76ers are playing the six seed Brooklyn Nets. And the Boston Celtics, uh, who are projected as probably one of the two best teams in the East to start the season, fell to the fourth seed against the Indiana, or the Indiana Pacers. Uh, so the teams who have already won in the, in the East are... The Boston Celtics knocked off the Pacers. Uh, The Orlando Magic ended up knocking off Toronto on a last-second three. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets kind of handed it to the Philadelphia 76ers. And Milwaukee, as Mike did not point out very well, won against the Detroit Pistons, who are short without Blake Griffin in this first game. On to the West. Uh, So the Golden State Warriors were the overall number one seed. No surprise there. Uh, they faced off against the L.A. Clippers. The Denver Nuggets, with our beloved Monte Morris, is are playing the San Antonio Spurs. The Portland Trailblazers are matched up against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Houston Rockets are playing against the Utah Jazz. So updated in the West currently, the Golden State Warriors uh, knocked off the L.A. Clippers as uh, uh, Patrick Beverly and Kevin Durant both got tossed out of that game in the first game. It was a very eventful game. Uh, The Denver Nuggets ended up losing to the San Antonio Spurs in the first game. Uh, So they are down 0-1 in the series. Portland ended up knocking off the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I believe that the Houston Rockets and Utah Jazz are still playing. Correct me if I'm wrong over there, Mike Ludwig. I mean, I'm only going to... Oh, no, they are still playing. That game did start. I was going to correct you and say that they hadn't started, but they have since we started. So Cool, thank you. I am going to correct you one other thing, though. You said the Golden State Warriors are the number one overall seed. That's false. That's in the Milwaukee. And the number one overall seed in the West. Yes, that is true. They are the one seed in the West, but the number one overall seed I had said seed right before that, if you Milwaukee. had just listened to me, that the number one overall seed in the West were the Golden State Warriors. But other than that, technicalities, which we shouldn't get caught up on, Wyatt, who do you project to be 
in the finals for the NBA. Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to win everything. It's going to be the Nuggets and I don't want to pick somebody from the East. I'm not an NBA guy. I don't know a whole lot about NBA. I just like the Nuggets because every time I play fantasy basketball, I always draft Monte Morris and as many Nugs as I can. Got to get all those Nugs in my fantasy team. Go Nuggets. Okay. Mike? I've got the Toronto Raptors losing in six to the Golden State Warriors. I think no one's going to be able to stop the Warriors again because what's new? They're the Warriors. When they want to play, they're going to play, and they're going to win. They have five potential all-stars on their starting. I mean, Draymond Green's overrated. But yeah, he that, is, but he used to be an all-star, not this year. I mean, he was overrated then, too. That is true. I have the Milwaukee Bucks actually making it to the finals out of the East. And they're going to face up against the Golden State Warriors. And Giannis can't do it all himself, so Golden State will win. No surprise. I'd like to point out that I was the only one who predicted games. Do you actually watch the NBA? On occasion. Really? And I read articles about it. See, I... I watch the highlights. I watch and I follow college basketball, but that's about as far as it goes. I'll watch highlights of like people getting ejected from NBA games or something. That, that's really about it. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the NBA. As the NBA starts to get closer to the like to the final like to the playoffs push, the playoffs push like the last 2 3 weeks of the season, I actually start paying attention to it more. And I guess playing fantasy basketball has also kept me more engaged in it cuz I'm actually trying to set my rosters and find players who are actually contributing. So, keeps me updated on That's some of bad. the games. It is good to try to win fantasy basketball. Which I did this You did year. win fantasy basketball. He beat me in the championship game to win fantasy basketball. So I don't think I even made it into the playoffs. I don't think you won a game. <laughs> you Actually, didn't I did. set I your lineup. I, I think he won I, four, but he I never won, set his some games. lineup. That's because I forgot about it. In I'm a busy man. In years past, you've had LeBron James sitting on your bench. Yeah, that happened once. That's because he wasn't playing one night, and I forgot to set my roster for the next like two weeks because I'm really bad. That that's that's true. That's the that, most that true thing true. that's been said on this podcast tonight. Or ever? No, not ever. Not ever. I think we talked about I don't know. Probably some of the Robert Kraft. That was very true. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Or the Throwback. fact that Bill Finley should have been Big Twelve coach of the that, year. That that is probably the most truest thing that we've ever said. Yeah. So are you done with your NBA stuff now? Yeah. Can I get to my motorsport? Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. So, Formula One, Formula 1000. Uh, yesterday was the Chinese Grand Prix, and it was the 1000th Grand Prix in F1 history, which is super cool. And uh, for Mike and Kyle following along, I've hyperlinked some things in our outline because that's what I do. So you can kind of see some information while I talk about oh, it. Oh, thanks for actually pointing things out to me. I got you. I got you, fam. So uh, what was really interesting about the starting grid is positions 1 through 10 were held uh, in pairs. So 1 and 2 were Mercedes, uh, two, uh, 3 and 4 uh, Ferrari, all the way down to 10th. So your top 10 uh, starting lineup for the race was Valtteri Bottas, followed by Lewis Hamilton in second. Third was Vettel, followed by Charles Leclerc in Ferrari, and then Max Verstappen and Pierre Gasly, 5-6 Red Bull Racing. Then Daniel Ricciardo, Nico Hulkenberg, 7th and 8th for Renault. And then Kevin Magnussen and Roman Grosjean for places 9 and 10 in Haas. This was a lot happened before lights out on Sunday. The biggest thing was Alex Albon had a huge crash in uh, free practice 3 the night before the race. Uh, he was just racing along, coming down at the front stretch. And I don't know. If you watch the video, it's... It just kind of comes out of nowhere. He ends up smacking into the wall and completely destroys his car. So he missed out on qualifying, which means that he had to start uh, from the pit lane on the, during, during lights out for the actual Grand Prix. So his team, big shout out to his team for rebuilding his car quite fast, uh, as in like 24 hours fast for him to be actually race in the Grand Prix. So that was cool. And then during the warm-up lap, Max Verstappen and Kubik, uh, Kubit, oh Jesus, Kubica uh, spun out on the warm-up lap. The track temp was actually pretty low for China. It was barely 30 degrees Celsius, which is pretty low for Formula One tires. They can't get a lot of grip. So we had two spin-outs happen before lights out even. Then lights out happened, and the very first thing, well, not the first thing, but in turn six, um, Kvyat caught a bit of understeer. He kind of tried to torpedo it between the two McLaren cars and bounced off of one 
and then torpedoed into the other, sending him sky high. Uh, that was Lando Norris that he ended up clipping, who still was able to race. They didn't have to pit him at all. Um, eventually, they both retired later in the race, and we'll get that in a second. But uh, Kvyat was issued a drive-through penalty for causing the incident, which I don't really agree with. If you actually watch the video back, it looks like some actual good tire-to-tire racing. It's just he ended up catching uh, the one McLaren a little too steep, which propelled him into the other McLaren. I don't think it was really his fault. I guess maybe you could make the argument that there was no line for him to be racing up against, but I would disagree with that. And I think there was plenty of room to race three cars side by side going through turn six in China. That's just my opinion. Doesn't really matter because I'm not a member of the FIA. So what was also really cool is that Mercedes had a, a double stack to get new tires on both Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton back to back. Um, it was really cool. I don't see a lot of double stacks, or if I do, it's from Red Bull Racing, and they have the best pit stops. They actually set the record for the fastest pit stop, I think. Do you guys know, have any guess what the fastest pit stop time was? Four and a half seconds. Kyle? Uh, 5.8 seconds. 1.92 seconds. Was what, this, what, what, what did they do in that pit stop? They changed all four tires. How? I can't change my tires that fast. <laughs> I can't even inflate my tires that fast. Yeah, 1.2 seconds. If you look at the, the Mercedes double stack video that I have up here, you can actually see how quick they are. They, this was not a 1.92 second pit stop. Uh, Hamilton was stopped for 3.2 seconds and Valtteri for 3 seconds. So they had them both out in under 25 seconds to get fresh tires on 1 and 2 at the time. Hamilton was in first and Valtteri was in second. Uh, we did have three retirements during the race, like I said, Nico Hulkenberg on lap 18, just continuing for the, the woes of Renault that can't keep a car on the track, apparently. Williams, I think, has less retirements than Renault does at this point in time. And then uh, Kvyat on lap 43, presumably due to the incident that happened on lap one when he crashed into Lando Norris. And then Lando Norris actually eventually retired as well on lap 53 due to floor damage from that incident, which was just three laps from the end. There's 56 laps in, in China, and uh, he retired on lap 53, which is very sad. That brings us to the end of the race. Podium finish was uh, first place, Lewis Hamilton, second place, Valtteri Bautas, and third place, Sebastian Vettel. Constructor uh, winning was obviously Mercedes, because you have one and two being held by Merck. Uh, Charles Leclerc finished fifth, the other uh, Ferrari team member, just behind Max Verstappen in fourth. So that was the Chinese Grand Prix, basically all that happened. Uh, Azerbaijan happens on April 29th on ESPN2 at 7.10 a.m., so stay tuned and check that one out or set it on your DVR so you can watch it later because 7.10 a.m. is a little early. I do have some fun facts for you, though. Did you know that no one starting on pole, first place on the starting grid, has won a race in this 2019 season at all? Uh, Valtteri Bottas started first on the pole and did not win. He came in second place, and that's been true for the other three races this year. And Lewis Hamilton, who won this race, Grand Prix 1000, F1000, he also won Grand Prix 900 in Bahrain in 2014. So I think that, that's kind of interesting. You know, he won a, uh, the 900th race and also 1000th race of F1 history. So that's pretty cool. During the race, also, Lewis Hamilton became the second person in the, the lead 4,000 laps club. So he led a total of 4,000 laps in his career in F1. He's the second person to join this club behind the famous Michael Schumacher. And then Sebastian Vettel got his first podium of the season as well. He hasn't finished on the podium yet in either of the other three races. Which leads me into me being pissed off. So I'm a little pissed off at Ferrari. There, uh, Charles Leclerc got in front of Sebastian Vettel in the first lap going into turn one. So he was in third place with a seven fourth. And they were riding at, at the exact same pace. Which... Sebastian kept kind of edging him a little bit closer, and then he was getting frustrated because Leclerc wouldn't, wasn't letting him uh, by, which was fine because they both had the same pace. So Ferrari signaled to Charles Leclerc that if he didn't speed up, that they were going to force him to allow Sebastian Vettel to go around him. And he immediately came back saying, we're trying to tire save, because the faster you go, the more you wear out your tires, the more pit stops you have to have, which is not what you want. He said, we're, on, we're tire saving. This is, we're on the strategy right now. What do you want me to do about that? And they said, hey, if you can't keep the pace, you got to let him through. And then all of a sudden, half a lap later, they're like, let him through. Let, let Seb through. And so, you know, he's pissed at this point, which is fair, uh, because they both had the exact same pace. There was no major difference in pace at all. And I think that's frustrating. So we let Sebastian through, and... 
eventually that led into Sebastian taking uh, the first pit stop in the two-stop strategy, which pushed Leclerc back down into fifth place, which was good for Ferrari. You still keep uh, Seb up in third, but Leclerc gets punched down to fifth for no apparent reason. He had the better pace throughout the race in total. He was actually catching up to Max Verstappen towards the end of the race. And I just don't think he was right. They didn't give him enough time to prove that his pace was faster than Seb's, and they really shot themselves in the foot by, by making that, that race decision. So that's why I'm pissed off. I think it's crap. I think Charles Leclerc got absolutely shafted. So that's what I got for F1 this week. That's what happened. Vroom, vroom, left and right turns. Yeah. Nice. So do they have a race every week, or is it like every other week? When do they normally – there's the no schedule? Uh, there's no like every week, every other week thing. There's there's a race one week, and there might be a week the next – another race the next week as well, but it could be three weeks off. It just kind of depends on how the schedule falls. You can check the schedule for the 2019 season on F1.com. So you mentioned like, – Do I have to spell out one, or is it the number nope. one? Uh, it's just F1 or Formula1.com. Let me double check. Formula1, the number one, dot com. Okay. So you mentioned something about the pole position hasn't won so far this season. Yeah. Does that actually happen a lot that the pole position ends up winning? Yeah, you'll have a guy starting on pole that leads the entire race and wins it. That's I wouldn't say that's uncommon, uh, but it doesn't happen all the time. Is there a is there like generically a most common starting position that generally wins a race? Not that I know off the top of my head. Okay. That there's no no major thing anyway. If there's something major, I would know about it, but there's probably some statistic that says, you know, third place usually finishes in this place most often, or first place gets this most often. But I think it's just interesting that nobody on pole has won yet this season. Usually that happens, you know, a few times every season. That's fair. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Can it be my turn now? Why? Because I'm really excited about our next segment. Are you? Yeah, I am. What is it? Our next segment is the weekly turtle tab where we follow... The uh, weekly exploits of baseball savior Willens Astadio. So it was not the best week ever for everyone's here. You can Willens say Astadio. that again. He hit 111. He did. He only appeared in uh, the Twins, only played four games this week, which we'll get to later in the uh, MLB segment. But Astadio only appeared in two of those games. In those games, he ended up going one for nine, uh, scoring a line, and he did strike out for the first time this year even. So it was not a good week for Willens Astadio. However, if you look at the season, he's still hitting 348 with an OPS of 993. So despite having a very bad week, he is still having a very wonderful season. And... Something I'm going to do every week is either give you a new or old video of Willens Astadio doing something amazing that you have to look up. Last week, remember, it was the video of Bryce Harper trying to uh, jump over Willens Astadio, trying to score. This week, you have to look up the um, video of Willens Astadio's no-look pickoff throw. That's what you have to, uh, have to look up this week. That was from Spring Training 2018. I believe, against the Yankees. He had a no-look pickoff throw in spring training, and it was pretty amazing, and I've never seen anything like it before or since. So uh, that is the video of Willens Astadio that you absolutely must look up this week because you you need your dose of Willens Astadio to keep you sane in these trying times as finals week approaches. So Great. So now I guess we're following uh, mediocre players in – all of sports. So can we talk about like other players who are doing does, mediocre does, things does, in the NFL? Does 348 sound mediocre to you? I mean, he hit 111 this week. Yeah. And Chris Davis didn't get a hit for since. Okay, well, he's terrible. Nobody wants to talk about him. Willens Astadio is better than you think. You're going to come around eventually. You'll so come around. off the diamond and to the gridiron for things that people are doing out there that are incredibly stupid or I guess in this case, pretty impressive. Uh, so Mike, you were the one who told us about this guy originally. Do you want to, do you want to fill us in on Mark Walton and what he did recently? Yeah. So shout out to uh loyal 8311 cast listener, Victor for uh, tipping this off to this. But uh, I guess it's now former Bengals running back um, Mark Walton was recently arrested for the third time um, 
in his about a year in the NFL. Uh, this time, he um, was ended up getting uh, tased by a police officer because, you know, he was not cooperating while being arrested. So he got tased, but he managed to, like, pull the taser things off himself and continue to run away from the police. And he actually got away. He got away. And then he, like, turned himself in a day or two later. So don't, I guess, our actual thing for things football players shouldn't do is pull police tasers off yourself and then run away. We're gonna, that, that's going to be what we actually put on the list. If the police tase you, it's time to just stop. Just, just stop. You've already screwed up enough. Just stop. Yeah. So in other news, we've had some, we've had some NFL uh, players who aren't really good behind the wheel either. Uh, they can't finish drives, and they can't drive themselves, apparently. So Leonard Fournette, uh, he was arrested this week for driving on a knowingly suspended license. Uh, but that was caused by the fact that he didn't actually pay a citation for speeding. So I, what we need to put on our list this week for Leonard Fournette is uh, pay your speeding ticket and then you won't get arrested for driving on a, a suspended license. Furthermore, you won't have a suspended license. So It's generally good to not have your driver's license suspended if you want to get somewhere. Driving's how people get around these days, in he, case you didn't know. He can't finish any drives for the Jaguars, and he can't get himself home either in a car. So looks like he'll be uh, going in Uber rides the rest of the year. So those are the two things we are adding to our list this week. Wyatt, would you mind uh, reminding our listeners what our full list of things football players shouldn't do is? I would love to refresh the entire world on our list of things football players shouldn't do. Number one, don't beat your family members. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't get into a fight in a nightclub, not, not specifically just in London, but in any nightclub whatsoever. Don't, don't do it. Don't get into a fight in a nightclub. Don't graffiti the bridge in Brookside Park. Don't throw a dumbbell at the head coach. Don't run over a cop. Don't get caught with your car. With your car specifically, I guess should we specify that it's your car? Like, could you run over a cop I mean, with like an ATV or, or something? Or a bike. Or a bike. Or, or a motorcycle. Scoot, scoot. Or rollerblades. Don't. Or a horse. Or okay, we can stop now. <laughs> Don't get caught not watching film. Don't run off the sidelines to make a tackle. Don't have to get pulled out of an on-field fight by a cop, like on a football field fight, you know? Don't drive over 100 miles per hour in your car on the road, like public roads. Don't do it. Don't tweet upside down. Don't steal from your teammate's locker. Don't argue with your coach over wearing a jacket. Don't not listen to our things football players shouldn't do, because if you listen to this list, you'd know the things that you shouldn't do. Don't tweet anti-gay things on Twitter. Don't decide not to pay your cab fare. Don't punch the cop who tells you to pay your cab fare. Don't pull police tasers off yourself and run away from them. Don't drive on a suspended license and don't not pay your citations for speeding. Then you won't get arrested or have your license revoked. Or suspended, it wasn't revoked, whatever. That's our list of things football players shouldn't do. Make sure you listen to it and share it with all your football friends so they know the things that they shouldn't do so they can be great football players. And not get, you know, caught like Mark Walton. Exactly. Or turn yourself in like Mark Walton. I mean, generally turning yourself in when you want it is a good idea. We're going to encourage that on 8311 cast, that you should turn yourself in. Like, do they know who he was? Do they actually put a warrant out or something? I don't know, but you should just turn yourself in when, you know, you want it. It's a good idea. Yeah, probably. We will he should he should have spent all of his efforts trying to avoid defenses for the Cincinnati Bengals rather than just the entire Miami Dade County Police Department. I mean, yeah, that would, that would help, but you know, he'd probably have a little bit more money instead of being in prison. So. Maybe he can use that as like something to think about when he's on the field. Like, oh no, got to run from this guy because he's got a taser. Like if they make the tackle, they he can throw off the tackle and be like, yeah, it's just like just like pulling out taser prongs, and runs away. But then he can still turn himself in after he makes a touchdown, right? That's how that works. Whatever you say, Wyatt. Football. Football. Baseball. Baseball. Who so wants to talk about baseball? We went from the diamond to the gridiron, and now we're going back to the diamond. We are going back to the diamond. Yeah, that wasn't the most nicely organized. I'll take the fault for that one. 
Yeah. Should have put the football players shouldn't do ahead of the turtle tab this week. Probably. But that's okay. So uh, to, to recap a little bit of this week, um, the Royals didn't want to win at all until they played the Indians. Uh, so they finally won a game this week. Uh, well, they actually won three games. They swept the Indians, got out the brooms. Uh, so they got to all the starters early for the Indians. Uh, they knocked Carlos Carrasco out in the first inning and Corey Kluber out in the third inning. Uh, overall scored 20 runs in the sweep. The bullpen is still tragic. Uh, that's nothing new as they blew uh, the lead again today, but ended up winning on a walk-off single in the ninth. Uh Whit Merrifield, in other news, if you hadn't heard about that uh, this week, he broke the Royals' record for the longest hitting streak. So this hitting streak dated back to last season, uh, and that's a 31-game hitting streak is what he was at. He was tied with George Brett, the great George Brett, with uh, a 30-game hitting streak until he got a bunt single on his last at-bat to get 31 games in a row of having at least a single hit. So overall, just a very impressive uh, player. And that's a really impressive hitting streak to continue carrying over um, from an entire offseason when you're off for three full months from baseball entirely to be able to keep hitting in the same fashion. Speaking of George Brett and funny videos, you just look up the George Brett pine tar incident on YouTube and just watch it. That's all we're going to say. Just do it. Best video ever. Wait, was that the... The Royals one? Yes. Where he yeah. had the pine tar he, up the bat? He only played for the Royals. Well, yeah. Was that like the old one, though, when he had the pine tar up the bat? Yeah. And they called him out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Look pine tar the incident. pine tar incident on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That was actually really fun to watch. Yeah. You should watch it. Would recommend. So, back to modern day baseball. In the modern era, right now, the Mariners are absolutely raking the baseball and hitting it all over the ballpark. They pretty much lead the league in every single hitting category right now, especially in extra base hits and home runs. They are killing it in the American League, and for some reason, a rebuilding Mariners team is still leading the AL West over the Houston Astros, even though they did lose today, and I believe they also lost yesterday. They got swept. The Astros uh, swept the Mariners this weekend. So somebody was able to figure them out the royals couldn't as the mariners swept them so not a fun time yeah the uh twins as i uh mentioned earlier during our turtle tab the twins only played four games this week due to a weird combination of having two scheduled off days and then the fact that uh during the middle of this week minneapolis got almost a foot of snow so friday's uh twins tigers game was snowed out it will be made up on may 11th in a day night doubleheader so lots of baseball on graduation day for me but uh with only playing four games the twins did manage to go three and one they are uh, really hitting the ball well they uh beat up on uh, jacob de gram which uh frankly that just doesn't happen jacob de gram had had like what 26 consecutive quality starts or something like that going into uh, the game against the Twins, and the Twins scored six runs on him in four innings. I think that was tied for one of the longest active... Like, it was longest ten- streaks ever, yeah. yeah. Ever. In for, MLB history. For quality starts. And for those of you who don't know what a quality start is, it's pitching six or more innings and giving up three or less earned runs. So, really good pitching. And yeah, the Twins scored six runs on him in four innings, uh, including Mitch Garver, who hit two home runs off Jacob deGrom. He's only the third player ever to do that, along with Mark Teixeira and uh, Juan Carlos Stanton. So he joined some elite company there. Um, then the Twins swept the Tigers in a uh, snow-shortened two-game series this weekend and uh, overall pitched really well. The hitting wasn't that great in the cold weather of Target Field but they definitely pitched well, and the Twins are a full game and a half clear of both the Indians and Tigers now for first place in the uh, in the AL Central. So they are off to a very good start to the year, and hopefully they can continue to play good baseball as we go forward. You you really liked that the Royals swept the Indians there. It was it's it's helpful. The uh, Royals are not going to compete with the Twins for this division, and the Indians probably are. So anytime a team that's not going to compete with the Twins beats a team that is going to compete with the Twins, it's probably good for the Twins. Go Twins. 
Go I did Cubs. not like, however, that you don't I, get a double long write that down prediction because the Royals actually won a series. Suck it. I'm also sad about that. But also, not go only Cubs, did they win, they and... swept. True. We're just going to keep interrupting you as you start to talk That's about fine. the Cubs. Right? That's fine. That's how the Cubs feel right now in the NL, getting interrupted by by everything. So Cubs are now five and nine. We they actually, got rained out today, by the way. Was snowed out? I don't know. I didn't look at the weather. In I think they got snowed out. Uh, game is postponed. Third game in the uh, Angels Cubs series. No makeup date has been announced as of this recording on Sunday night. Of do, April do they actually 14th? play the Angels again? This no, they year? won't. So no. they'll have to find a mutual off day somewhere. Yeah. Yep. So that's fun. Uh, got snowed out. They uh, won one, lost one. Question mark. I feel yep. like I should know that. That's correct. Yeah, won the first game, lost the second game. Kyle Schwarber got tossed at the end of the game. He was called out, rung up on a check swing by a third-based umpire. I don't remember what his name was, though. He got tossed twice. Got tossed. Tossed? Got, he got tossed by the, uh, the home plate umpire and also the third-base base umpire where uh, I think the frustration came from earlier in that inning or earlier in the game. Uh, he was called not not swing on a check swing. How do you, how do you quantify? No, no swing. No swing, gym. yeah break the plane of the home plate yeah even though he definitely did in that first one wasn't called on it and then was called on it the second time he did it at the end of the bottom of the ninth so he's very frustrated if you uh watch the slow-mo of him as soon as it happens you can figure see the the expletives coming out of his mouth which is why he got tossed by the home plate umpire well and you know he threw a batting helmet towards the third base umpire yeah, he got he got and tossed tried before to the, charge him he did javier baez got in between him uh but kyle schwarber used to play football i guess he was uh, on the O-line, and Javier Baez was quoted as saying, well, I'm paraphrasing now, I don't know the actual quote, but saying, you know, I should learn my football skills because uh, Schwarber almost stepped around me a few times. He's a big boy. He's a big boy, and he was charging towards the uh, third, uh, third base umpire. He's very frustrated. Honestly, probably the most impressive thing was that Javier Baez was actually able to hold him back. Like, Javier Baez isn't the biggest player. He isn't the largest guy. He also isn't the most level-headed guy. No, <laughs> that's definitely also not. True. It was actually kind of interesting. I don't see Kyle Schwarber getting pissed off like that. That's, I mean, it happens, but not usually to that extent. So that, that was kind of fun to see. And initially, I was also very pissed off, but then I watched the slow-mo from, from above. And if you watch it from the third base umpire's angle, they actually have a clip out there that he definitely went. He went around... But, I mean, uh, it was a very, understandably so. I mean, that yeah. call potentially lost them, well, blew their chance of winning that game. They're in very good position to actually win that game. I believe they had bases loaded, if not two runners on in scoring position, at least a runner at third base that could have brought the game within one run. Yeah, but it, so. was, it wasn't a bad call, though. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a bad, bad call. call. There, so there's under there's obviously reason for him to be upset that yeah. there was a lack of consistency. Yeah, for sure. But that, that's the biggest thing that's happened to the Cubs this week, I think. So I think I that's like the thing that we've actually been the most upset about about any umpires so far this season is lack of consistency. I mean, there's been a lot of good calls by some umpires and fair calls, but then there's also been times where I've been scratching my head saying, well, that was a strike two innings ago, and it's clearly inside the zone. So To, uh, to quote Ron Culpa, a MLB umpire, I can do whatever I want. He was quoted as, as saying that. So, you know, that's I mean, just, that's just that how the game true. flows. It's true, but that's not something you say. As soon as you say it, you, you lose all. All respect in my mind. I don't like Ron Culp, but Ron Culp has now joined the list of MLB umpires I dislike, which is uh, Joe West, Angel Hernandez, and now Ron Culpa. So, fun fact. In my opinion, that's a fairly small list. It is. Uh, I mean, seeing as there have to be at least four times 30 MLB umpires, or four times 15 MLB umpires at a given time, you dislike less than... Uh, Less than one fifteenth of MLB umpires. So. Do you want to know who my favorite umpire is? Who's your favorite umpire? Jim Joyce. Oh, I like Jim Joyce. I love Jim oh, Joyce. Oh, Jim Joyce. Yeah, Jim Joyce is a good Jim umpire. Jim Joyce blew a perfect game once, but he, he apologized he for it. He, he apologized terrible. for it though. I mean, yeah, no other true. MLB umpire is going to apologize for a blown call like that. That's true. He actually came out and apologized both to, publicly and also to the pitcher at the time. I don't, who was that? 
Armando Galarraga. Yeah, was it? That yeah. Is who it is. He apologized to him personally as well. That massive sign of respect. That's why he is my favorite MLB umpire. I don't that's like true, the Tigers but, much, but I did feel bad but, for them. But even if, even if, even if it's remotely close, even if you think he's safe in the last out of a perfect game, if it's close, he's out. Like, be honest with yourself. That was a bad call. But I do appreciate yeah, the apology. That's fair. But he's still my, my favorite MLB umpire. He's he's a good umpire. Yep. I'd agree with that. Anyway. Um Speaking to, of umpires. No, no, I'm not getting there no, yet. You wait, missed oh, a bullet wait, point. No, oh damn. Mr. Bullet Point. I, find, find, find. I think since we're talking about the Cubs, I think that uh the NL Central is one of the most intriguing divisions in baseball so far this year, along with the AL East, but we're gonna start in the NL Central. So Milwaukee is leading that division at 10 and 6 right now um, with Pittsburgh and St. Louis um, right behind them at 8 and 6 and then Cincinnati at 5 and 8 and the Cubs at last at 5 and 9. But the reason I think that is an interesting division is because a lot of the advanced projection systems still don't believe in the, that the Milwaukee Brewers are that good despite um, them leading the division right now and them uh, being one win away from the World Series last year. And you've got the Cubs, who people think are actually good, but aren't playing good at all. And then you've got the St. Louis Cardinals, who should be pretty good too, but they're incredibly inconsistent. They swept the Dodgers this week, but then who did they play this weekend? They lost two out of three to whoever they played this weekend after, uh, after going and sweeping the Dodgers. I think Cincinnati... Yeah, as the Reds. Yeah. No, they played. Yeah, yeah, they played the, the Reds, Reds this weekend. Yeah, so they're just incredibly inconsistent. So those are probably the teams that people think are the three best teams in that division. But um, yeah, we just really don't know what to expect um, out of either of those two teams or out of the St. Louis Cardinals. So I'm really interested to see how this division plays out. See if Milwaukee can defy um, projections and expectations like they did last year or if they'll eventually come back to earth, see if the Chicago Cubs can rebound. Because if they keep losing games, as I've said on this podcast before, losing games in April means just as much as losing games in September. Still a loss. So they need to figure it out too, and we'll see if uh, the Cardinals can gain some consistency. So can we officially upgrade the NL Central from a dumpster fire division to an interesting division? Yeah, it's an interesting division. I love that. Great. I mean, it's it's... It is a dumpster fire. It's not a dumpster fire senses, anymore. Nah. In some senses, not anymore. it is probably the most interesting division right now. Do you want to know what division is a dumpster fire right now? The, the AL, AL East. Central. The AL East. Oh, the AL East? I thought the Central the was The AL doing East only bad. has one team who's won more than six games. The Yankees are terrible. The Orioles oh, are yeah. surprisingly average. The Red Sox are garbage. The Red Sox can't pitch. They've given up almost 100 runs so far this year. It's insane. Wow. Even the Royals haven't given up that many runs. The Royals have only given up 83 runs. Because the starting pitching is better for some reason. But yeah, that AL East, Toronto, or Toronto, Tampa Bay has been playing really well. They're 12, sitting 12-4 and four here, and they're five and a half games clear in that division. They early. have some good starters right now. Blake Snell, Tyler Glasgow. Mm-hmm. But then really the thing I'm intrigued about is What's wrong with the Yankees? And what, well, I know what's wrong with the Yankees. The Yankees are all on the IL right yes, now. The Yankees are so Stanton, beat up right now. Andujar, uh, CC Sabathia just came back, but uh, they're all Severino hurt. is on the Severino. Yep, Severino. Uh, I think Sanchez is on the D, is in the DL now. It could be, but they're they're the most banged up team really to start an MLB season. Yeah, and they're sitting at uh, sitting at six and nine. So hopefully they can. Uh, they can figure something out. And then the Red Sox just can't pitch. It's just such an intriguing division. We want to see uh, what can uh, what that division. But those are the two divisions that I would keep an eye on. If you're outside of the team you're rooting for, those are the divisions that I would keep an eye on. Let's throw it back to just a few minutes ago when we were talking about umpires. So umpires enforce rules, right? And we have a segment dedicated to rules. And I think Mike's going to give us another stupid rule. Now, that was, that was my transition I wanted to do earlier before you interrupt me with that other bullet point. So if that's all I wanted to do, thanks. Your turn. Bye. Yeah. So we're going to talk about rules some more. So in honor of the first time I've ever seen a player get tossed by two umpires after the game was over, we're going to talk about what a check swing actually is in baseball. So there's, according to official Major League rules, 
there is no official definition of a checked swing. So there is no official definition of that. The rule book does, however, define a swing as simply, and I quote, an attempt to strike at the ball. That is the official definition of a check swing, or of an actual swing, I should say. So it is um, up to the discretion of the first or third base umpire, if it, uh, it may be. So the um, third base umpire makes the call for left-handed batters and the first base umpire for right-handed batters on appeal to whether or not um, they swung or not. And the only thing that they are looking at is to see whether they make the ruling on whether or not they um, they strike, whether or not they make an attempt to strike the ball, that's their thing that they're looking for. So that's it's no thing where like your hands move or the barrel of the bat breaks the plane of the plate. Those are things that you might have heard, and those are sometimes common things that get used, but um, that's not the official definition. So now you know what the official definition or lack thereof of a check swing is. So when you're watching baseball, you can um, be on the lookout for that and so you know more of what first and third base umpires are looking at as we go forwards. Yeah. That makes sense, Why? Very subjective. Dollars. Very subjective. But I think... And now you see why Schwab was upset. Literally. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I understand why he's upset. I was also upset. But when I watched the replay, you can... My personally, when I look at check swings, I do look at the barrel of the bat breaking the plane of the plate. That's that I think is the most common metric to to judge uh, whether or not a check swing went around or not. But uh, it was it was so far out of the plate. I he definitely went around. But yeah, makes sense to me. As much sense as it can make, being a very subjective rule anyway. Good. So can we move on to write that down? Because I think I got something right, and I really just want to hear you say it, and you, I want some dings. You, 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 you know, you did get it right. <laughs> did I though? Yes. It's not official until you I read mean, it off. For a while, all of I our did. predictions were looking <laughs> grim. I got mine by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Can we start with your guys's though and save mine for last? So nope, I'm gonna do them on order. No. In, the, on in the championship game this week, uh, the. We all had predictions based off of the championship game, and only one of us were successful. So uh, the Virginia Cavaliers will win you're, you're by at least stealing my segment now. Seven. Yes, I am. But the accountability session is mine. Too bad. They what? will win by at least seven. And for what? that, Wyatt gets a ding, 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 ding. I and they just did leave. win by at least seven. You points. still have to give your prediction later, though. Moving on, less than 100 total points would be scored in this game. That is probably the big oof of the night, as there were way more than 100 points scored. That was scored with about 10 minutes left in the game. Uh, so for Mike, you get a big meh. Uh, and I also got a prediction incorrect. I said that there would be more than 25 turnovers in the game. That did not happen. So for that, I get a meh. We really should invest in an actual button. Probably. That would Send be us really money. Nice. Our loyal listeners, donate money to the cause of the 8311 cast for us to get an actual buzzer and dinger. Dinger? Is that what that, that's not what that's called. I mean, a we bell. We probably just pipe in a sound effect, Wyatt. You're a technical Yeah, producer. but then Can I have to do it in post and I'm lazy. I want to do it live. We're doing it live. So, predictions. Kyle, what's your prediction? for this week yeah so i'm going out to the al west and saying that the seattle mariners will be leading the al west at the end of april um, currently they have a two-game lead on the houston astros who they just were to have a one-game lead on one the houston game astros they, they ain't gonna that, that's not gonna happen i think i'm gonna go with double because they are currently in first place what do you think i don't think are they're gonna stay triple? there though yeah I, I'm between a double and a triple. I, there's no way they can they can stay first place. I, I just don't see it. Josh, I don't know. we need you to come break the tie here. What do you got for us? Well, Josh comes and joins us. Uh, Wyatt, you want to give your prediction? Uh, yeah. So I have a Charles Leclerc will have a podium finish in Azerbaijan. He's uh, the 21-year-old uh, F1 driver racing for a Ferrari, the one who I was pissed off about how they made Sebastian Vettel pass him. Uh, he's a really good driver. I don't know if he's good enough to make uh, another podium finish right now. He did have a podium finish in, oh, goodness gracious. I don't remember where off the top of my head. But he, he did end up getting a podium. He was third place. 
So that was super cool. I don't see it happening again for a while, but I really want it. He's probably one of my favorite F1 drivers at the moment. So I, I don't think it's super think likely. I don't know enough. How uh, many how many drivers are in there? Are there in a race? Twenty. Usually comes down triple. Triple. Okay. We'll give you a triple. All right, Josh. The tie that you need to break is Kyle predicted that the Seattle Mariners will be leading the AL West at the end of uh, April. Currently, Currently, they have a one-game lead over the Houston Astros. What do you think? I said double. Wyatt said triple. What do you think? Hmm, I don't really know a lot about that area. Josh says he doesn't really know a lot about that area. Um, He's thinking? Thinking very hard. The Houston Astros are by far the much better team. That's true. I'll say triple. Yeah. Right. Yay. Right. Well, I mean, boo, but also yay. For that prediction. He agreed with me. Right. My prediction was that the Red Sox will stay below 500 oh. up until um, our graduation day, which is May 11th. So I, like, I hope they don't. So like 27 days from now. Right. And, f- and that's not like be below 500 at graduation day. That's stay below 500. They won't ever get above 500. I I don't know. I really hope they do. I mean, they're they're far too good of a team to be doing this poorly. Double. They're far. Yeah. They have far yeah. too talented of a roster. I agree with that. But they're not. They're just not. I don't know. They've got to break out of their their slump at some point. They they get to play the Yankees here. And the Yankees are not great. They're playing the Rays, so that's probably a tough series. They have to play. They get to play the Tigers. They get to play the Athletics and the White Sox. I, I, I think it doubles. Double. I'm, yeah, right, we'll, I'm fine with the double. We'll All right, Josh, what do you got for us this week? All right, uh, my prediction uh, is for the regarding the Brewers. Um, my prediction is that in games where the Brewers are leading in the fifth inning, there will be no more than two games that we lose. So I guess to kind of rephrase that, we won't lose more than two games when we're already ahead in the fifth inning. Is it like for the rest of the season, for like uh, until graduation? I'll say graduation. Okay. Okay. So still in season one. Yep. All right. Um, fifth inning is really early for that. Is that a triple? Yeah, probably. I'm th- feeling triple for that. The Brewers always win when they're up in the fifth, though. The Brewers always. bullpen is really good. They have the, they're a closing team. Closing team. Yes. That is the Brewers. Yes, they are definitely a closing team. Okay. Thank you, Wyatt, for I'm adjusting. Gonna I'm going to say double now. Yeah, I, I, I was triple. thinking double. Right, oh, you're overruled. <laughs> I, I think that's all four of us. That's all four of us with our predictions in and with the conclusion of the Write That Down segment. That also means this was the conclusion of episode 27 of the 8311 cast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate you letting us bring all things sports to your beautiful ears. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music and share with your friends. If you have any friends that like sports, or if they don't like sports, share it anyway. I don't really care. Your friends, not mine. Uh, signing off for the 8311 cast, we have your hosts... Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter. Thanks for sticking around with us for this slightly elongated version of the 8311 cast, and we will talk to you next week. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones.